folks, you are listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live on the Land of Israel Network, broadcasting live today from beautiful Hebron. Here I am in my office in Hebron, and I'm looking at the famous Avram Avinu Synagogue, right across from my window in my office. Wow, what a lucky guy I am that I have this great view out of this office. I mean, the, the, you know, the office is a bit of a dungeon, so don't get too excited. <laughs> but I love the fact that I get a chance to, to be sitting here. It's such an honor to be working for this project. And, you know, the, um, the story of, of Hebron is so ancient, and yet we're living in this great time of Zionism, of the rebirth of the Jewish people in the land of Israel. And, and you know, you would think that the whole kind of world, and certainly our own country, would recognize that Hebron and the communities in Judea and Samaria are actually the front line of Zionism. And yet we're so front line sometimes that we're ahead of our own state. Our own state, our beloved state, Medinat Israel, the state of Israel, is not yet there on the issues of really holding on to Judea and Samaria. And, um, you know, when, when you just go to Google News, I went just to Google News just to check out what's going on. I'm just leaning forward here in my computer looking at it. And here's what I see. I see Palestinians threaten new intifada if hunger strikers die. Uh, I see the next story is Israel is fighting to stop FIFA, that's the uh, soccer organization, from suspending settlement soccer teams. Um, What else? Um, I saw another one. Oh, Israeli hurt in terror attack at Gush Etzion Junction. Terrorist killed. Neutralized, whatever it is. One of the things that you see very clearly is that the great issue of our time is the issue of the settlements, the issue of the Jewish people living in their ancestral homeland. And just before I got to my office today, I went to the car mechanic in Kiryat Arba, our neighboring city. His name is Baruch. He's a Russian Jew. He's great. And uh, he did a great job with uh, the car today, restoring the lost air conditioner that the gas escaped out of somewhere. Any case, so so Baruch says to me, and he's he's a non-keeper-wearing Russian Jew. He says to me, you know what's sick about our, our own beloved country? He says that, that for some reason we're protecting the places that have no historic and holy significance to us, no spiritual importance, no historical importance, and the places that are so key to our, to our story, to our, and he just used the simple word, holy, but I know he meant much more than just holy in a religious sense, but also in a, in a, in a historical sense, in a narrative sense. He's like, we, we, we are willing to give those away. And um, I'm so, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I feel so very lucky to be a Zionist, to love the state of Israel, and to also represent the settlements, which, which are the Jewish communities in these places. But in, in some ways, these communities are ahead. They're ahead of the issues of these communities are ahead of the state. It's like, we've kind of like, we're, we're the, we're like, it's like, it's like some kind of agent in a, in a movie that has gone rogue, but really he's trying to save the country, but now the CIA and the military is actually after him also, but they don't know that he's trying to really save the country. It's really one of those, one of those films. So th- that's, that, that's something that's troubling me today here as I'm looking uh, at the news. And um, for a second here, I, I want to really uh, thank Hashem so much for the uh, fantastic Passover holiday. I got to be at the Neve Ilan Hotel with Eddie's travel, Eddie's kosher travel, and I was like the rabbi at the hotel, and I did the Seder, um, and I also uh, gave Torah classes throughout the week and some political classes as well. We had a lot of fun in those things. I did everything from um, 
um, you know, uh, five alternatives to the two-state solution to uh, the three mirrors of Jewish sexuality, which is a class that I've developed. It's a lot of fun. And I love to teach these kind of classes. And I meet new people. Uh, and it was, uh, it was, you know, I met some, I met, I met a, a Dr. Kaplan, who's the president of a big shul in Ramad Gan. And uh, I hope to come out and speak for him also. So it's, it's pretty cool uh, when you get to spend time uh, uh, at this kind of hotel. And the best thing about Pesach was to spend time with my beloved family and to also kind of turn off the phone a little bit and uh, just reconnect with the kids and, and really give them some time. You know, uh, their dad, yours, uh, your, your humble servant, uh, flies around and does a lot of stuff. And sometimes, you know, there'll be days like tonight where I'm not going to be there to have dinner with them or to tuck them in. So it's great to have a Pesach that really uh, gives us time together. Sorry about that. My uh, colleague Noam Arnon, who's the uh, chief spokesman, really, and the legendary spokesman of the Jewish community of Hebron, came in asking me for a picture of Irving Moskowitz in uh, Hebron. It's like, it's, like, it's like these names are like legendary names. Even Noam Arnon is a legendary name, and Irving Moskowitz is certainly a legendary name. Just, and he's asking me for a picture. It's... It's great stuff, guys. You know, it's such great stuff. I just love sitting in the city, in this, you know, in this special place right now in the city. And, and you know, I'm right on the ground level. And just sometimes I like to meditate, to put my feet down on the floor and just to be part of this earth. There's something so peaceful in Hebron. There's something about this town that there's no other town in the world that has this kind of peace. Oh, speaking of peace in Hebron and also the uh, the settlements... Uh, I got invited to potentially have a debate with the head of Peace Now in front of a group of uh, APAC, APAC um, uh, invitees, liberal uh, progressive leaders. <laughs> There'll be progressive leaders, uh, the head of Peace Now, and me having a nice discussion. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know what? The truth is, I'm not scared of that at all. You know why? Because the real truth is, is that the Jewish people's return to the land of Israel is a progressive issue. It is a progressive issue. It is a liberal issue, if we're just going to be honest about it. Supporting the jihad, not a liberal issue. Supporting the Jewish people's claim to their ancestral homeland is a liberal issue. Helping this tiny minority of people get rights in their ancestral land, yes, that's, that's, a, that's a liberal issue. Uh, in any case, so I'm excited about that. What were we talking about? Right, so there was Pesach, and um, I got to give classes, got to meet nice people, and spend time with the kids. One of the best things that Malka and I really try to do every year is uh, Birkat Kohanim, the priestly blessing. And the reason I love the priestly blessing so much is because when you're at the priestly blessing, which happens twice a year, uh, a big event uh, where people... Um, gather at the Western Wall up to 40,000 people. And these 40,000 people, when they gather at the Western Wall, wait for the, uh, the Chazan, the leader of the prayer. So, uh, sorry, got interrupted again. So, Birkat um, Kohanim is the blessing of the priest. 40,000 people show up at the Western Wall. And then at two parts during the service of the, of the prayer, which is unified... Uh, the priests line up. I made a movie about this called Under the Prayer Shawl. It's on YouTube. And, and they bless out loud everybody together in the tripartite uh, priestly blessing that's written in the Bible. And it's really the closest thing that we have to doing Aliyala Regel, which means the pilgrimage to the, in the right time to the temples. 
And that was like the greatest thing. We got there this year. We weren't even in Jerusalem, and suddenly we're there at the Western Wall. Thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, thousands of priests lining up in rows and rows and doing the priestly blessing. It's... um, I'm addicted to it. Our family is addicted to it. It's it's something very special, and it gives us really the feeling that we're in it, the real Jerusalem, the real Yerushalayim, and we're doing the real Yerushalayim, which is uh, which is the coming up to the to the regal to the pilgrimage holiday. And uh, I bless all of you that you will come soon to the pilgrimage holiday in Jerusalem uh, and receive the priestly blessing, which is which is really feeling like God is close to you. Um, speaking of Yishai at the priestly blessing. And at the festivals, strangely, this year I will not be in the old city of Jerusalem in, uh, on Shavuot. I will be far, far away with my family in Livingston, New Jersey. So I'm going to Livingston. I'm going to Livingston. And I, I, I wouldn't have even come if it wasn't that the Rabbi Eli Michelle said to me, listen, we've got to bring the Spirit of Israel to America and all that and he just talked me into it and I'm taking my whole family also and uh, we're going to see grandparents and all that but uh, if you're anywhere in Livingston, New Jersey so please join me uh, for Shavuot it's going to be an awesome experience a few more issues I want to talk with you about today um, first thing I want to tell you that yesterday was Malka Fleischer's birthday that's right Grandpa Walter yesterday was Malka Fleischer's Hebrew birthday and it was uh, just great. This year I decided I'm not buying her anything. I'm taking her on a day adventure. And we went uh, touring in Tel Aviv. We did a bike tour in Tel Aviv. Four hours with a guide through Tel Aviv. It was a, It's a great biking city. Really laid out, created for biking. What, if a biker's dream come true. I'm talking about biking lanes everywhere including, including even in some places, biking traffic lights and the beach, the built-up things, the beautiful restaurants, the beautiful people, the, 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 this, this hyper-modern, energetic city that's all Israel and Jewish and there's synagogues and there's high-rises and there's beaches and there's pools and there's uh, parks uh, the size of Central Park with a river flowing in the middle, the Yarkon, and also the Ayalon. That's a river that comes from Jerusalem area. Just absolutely gorgeous. Great guide. Lots of Judaism. Lots of Zionism. And um, a tremendous feeling of, um, of a love of Israel. If you're interested in that tour, write me an email, yishaitthelandofisrael.com, and I will be more than happy to send you contact. Great stuff. Um, oh, throughout Pesach, also, I wanted to mention that I was at Ari's and, Ari and Jeremy's uh, farm out in Ibeha Nachal. So beautiful. And you heard some of that recording that I met Rabbi Mike there and uh, did some radio from the cave. That was a lot of fun. Um, bad news is that Marwan Bargudi, who is a, a Palestinian leader who's sitting in Israeli prison because he... Um, um, it was uh, associated with murdering five Jews. Murdering. Murder. Heinous, heinous murder. And was probably involved in dozens of other attacks, uh, organizing and funding other attacks. Um, he uh, has now organized a Palestinian prisoner hunger strike, and that's threatening Israel right now. Uh, Israel has said that we're not going to negotiate at all with them. Um, and it's a little bit of an uncomfortable uh, situation uh, because uh, nobody wants to see prisoners kind of uh, starving to death, I guess. Um, but 
um, there is a lot of anger right now um, about uh, the situation of these of these prisoners um, because this is a real way to you know give Israel a hard time because you know it shows Israel to be uh, to be um, t- to be insensitive and callous and the prisoners are starving and they're asking for more cable channels and they're asking for um, um, they're asking for you know a meeting with more families and taking more selfies with their family and all kinds of stuff and it sickens me that a Marwan Bergudi who's a total murderer he is organized oh and he wrote an article in the New York Times an op-ed in the New York Times an op-ed in the New York Times itself and that op-ed said that Marwan Bergudi is a Palestinian leader sitting in Israeli prison it didn't even say that he was a murderer um and um, and people got all up in arms about that. And I wanted to tell you a story about about King Saul and King Agag of the Amalekites. Is that basically uh, they had mercy? Saul had mercy. King Saul had mercy on Agag the Amalekite, and that was against the will of God. And then, really, probably Amalek survived through the unwillingness of Saul to get rid of the king. And really, uh, the continuation happened then. Uh, and that somehow uh, this Agag was able to procreate, and Amalek goes on because because Saul wasn't willing to really. He had he had Rahmanud, he had Rahmanas. He had some kind of a soft moment, uh, a mercy upon this Agag. Well, that was a very bad move, and 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 it hurt us very badly in the end. So too this this Marwan Barghouti. This guy's a super murderer, and now he's like a, 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 a you know a a leader, a legitimate leader writing in the New York Times, organizing hunger strikes. We we have allowed these monsters to grow, and they continue to grow within our prisons because we're not willing to really crack down and say, "Listen, um, we must stop uh, bad guys from having a life that is in, even in our prisons still festers and 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 creates creates more terrorism against us like if you made it into our prisons you know because you murder jews you're like a nazi you you you've done a horrible thing like we will try you we will prison imprison you but but you will not also lead a popular revolt against us like the state of israel has got to accept the fact it's got to it's got to act the part that we are a zero-tolerance state. We are not going to accept people killing our people and then continuing to try to kill them from inside the walls and certainly to delegitimate, delegitimize Israel's, uh, blacken Israel's eye, uh, eye, delegitimize it on the international stage. And it's all over the newspapers. By the way, here's another example. I'm just looking again at the Google News. It says, how Israel is increasingly privatizing the occupation of the West Bank. So wh- why am I pointing this out to you? This is the recurring accusation against Israel that we're occupying the West Bank. And new, it's on Newsweek. And we are not willing to fight this head on. And instead, when people say that you're occupying somebody else's land, like on Newsweek, our answer is that we make cell phones, that we created uh, memory sticks and all these business, you know, and that we have wonderful technology, water technology. This is not the answer. And I was on uh, Alan Dershowitz's show recently, 
and uh, we argued out this issue. Alan Dershowitz, super smart defender of Israel, a lover of Israel, I think, but also a two-state solution proponent, and he's wrong about that. He does not understand how destructive it is, and when we say that we're willing to go for a two-state solution, we are justifying the whole occupation narrative. We're justifying the whole occupation narrative. We've got to pull back on this. We've got to push back on bad guys. We've got to say to the world, we're not going to let bad guys publish in the New York Times. That's illegitimate. We're not gonna. We're not gonna allow these hunger strikers to to derail uh, our country. And and now we're being threatened that if any of the hunger strikers die, then go, there's going to be an intifada. It's like it's like it's like we are putting an end to jihadism against Jews. A Jewish state is the end of anti-Semitism run amok. There's plenty of anti-Semitism, but it won't be. We shouldn't be able to hurt us the way it hurt us. And in fact, it, it does not hurt us the way it used to hurt us. But the delegitimization de- of Israel today is stemming from us not answering the occupation accusation and in fact even aiding and abetting it by talking about the two-state solution. So basically, if I, I, w- I would call it aiding and abetting, aiding and abetting the occupation accusation. Does that sound right? Aiding and abetting the occupation accusation. That is uh, uh, part of the problem today. My friends, uh, we also have an amazing tour portion called Shmini, uh, in which we talk about uh, kosher animals and other things. Uh, but we also talk about the the first day of the priestly labor in the in the tabernacle, and two sons of of Aaron get um, burnt up. Um, they get burnt up by a godly fire that comes down and strikes against them. And uh, there are many different opinions, uh, many uh, mystical opinions hold that these two gentlemen were were of great stature, of mystical stature, uh, and had tremendous contribution to this world. And the simple reading, though, is that they brought some kind of strange fire, and they displeased God. And my personal take on it goes like this. I really think, and there's proof for it even in Rashi, that this is a retribution for the sin of of the red heifer. The, the golden heifer. It's not the red heifer, the, uh, the golden calf, excuse me, the golden calf, my mistake. Still got a little Purim in me, I guess. The golden calf. And this, uh, this uh, just like Aaron was involved in a sin that caused the Jewish people to commit idolatry, so too his own sons are going to bring a strange fire to the tabernacle uh, and lose their life. Just like some Jews lost their life because of the involvement of, of Aaron, so too. And of course he was doing it for righteous reasons and trying to save the Jewish people and trying to help them you know, get through this tough moment. And, but still, the, the Torah accuses him of making a big mistake, of causing the Jews, Jewish people to be wild. So too his own sons were wild. Uh, and uh, this is part of the recurring thing that we talked about also last week, which is you got to feel it on your flesh. The, the story of Israel, the story of the Jewish people is on our flesh. We can neglect Israel and neglect this moment, and don't be surprised if your children will neglect all your values because you've neglected, so they're going to neglect it. Or we can show our children that we're part of this great story and, and, and be part of the story, and you'll see that, that they'll, they'll continue it to the, you know, the next generation will follow you. My point is, is that we have, to be, we have to be so super turned on and so understanding that we have a moment in history here. And uh, Aaron had a moment in history. He did amazing, 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 unspeakably great things. Um, but he screwed up a little bit when it came to the golden calf. And, 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 and he felt it on his own flesh. That's also a gift. When you feel it on your own flesh, you know how real it is, how, how much it matters. Uh, we have to feel Israel on our own flesh. When I read the newspapers about Israel, I feel it on my own flesh. Marwan Bargudi is a murderer. 
and he should be punished and he should probably be punished even more for what he's doing now and he's continuing to blacken Israel's eyes after murdering Jews he's also calling us occupiers and accusing us uh, on the international stage that has to be dealt with more properly than to allow allow such a murderer to run amok uh, that's my sense I want to hear what your thoughts are about this issue so write me an email Yishai at thelandofisrael.com you should at thelandofisrael.com and I also want to thank all the folks that contribute to the show and make it uh, make it happen and my good friend Donnie uh, contributes every month and my good friend uh, the Michels my good friends the Michels are also going to be coming to visit us soon here uh, my good friend uh, the Zaytun family my good friends the Zaytun family thank you so much uh, Yaakov from Los Angeles uh, helped me out uh, recently thank you so much uh, and of course Jack and Lillian uh, who support this show, um, my buddy Moshe. A lot of good folks are really making the show happen. Also, I want to thank Ben Bresky, Moshe Herman, and Tabitha Epstein for uh, all, the, all the technical stuff around the show. You guys really uh, bring it to the world. I want to thank you out there for being part of the Jewish people uh, and p- part of the story of the Jewish people, part of the lovers of the Jewish people. Thank you so much. And I want you to know that we're entering into a very big time right now. The time that we're entering into is the time uh, of, of a, a major season of holidays. A major holiday season is coming into our life right now. That's the, the, the next holidays are uh, the Holocaust, Israeli Holocaust Memorial Day, then Israeli Memorials, Fallen Soldiers and, and Terror Victims Memorial Day. Then um, uh, from there, we'll go to Independence Day immediately, Jerusalem Day, Second Pesach, um, Rosh Chodesh Iyar. We've got a lot, a lot of these important, Lag Baomer, of course, a very important holiday. All these holidays have within them the renaissance of the Jewish people in the land of Israel, the renaissance of, of, of Jewish uh, connect, connectivity to the Torah, to the secrets of the Torah, to the mystical Torah, the return to our authentic culture. Um, and uh, this is this is a very busy time for me. I'll be speaking all kinds of you know places. That's because this is this is the time of Israeli independence, and this year specifically, the reunification of Jerusalem, uh, the fiftieth year of the reunification of Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria, including of course Hebron, Yom Hebron, and on the day after Jerusalem Day, we're going to have huge celebrations here in Hebron and Hebron, where the tombs of the father, fathers and mothers are. Um, um, this is a year of great, great significance, and we can't miss it. We can't miss being part of it. I urge you to come fly in for Jerusalem Day, fly in the summer, feel the magic of the reunification of Jerusalem 50 years, uh, 50 years after it was liberated. That's right, folks. We're in a time of liberation. I want to bless you out there to be liberated. We came out of Egypt. We're still coming out of Egypt all the way till we receive the Torah in Sinai and Shavuot and then go into the land of Israel, which is really what Sukkot is about. Um, that is the process that we're going through. I want to bless you out there to be part of that process. I want to thank you for your support, your help, your 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 listenershipness, Ingly thing that you do when you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. Bless you. Bless my my good friend Zev. How are you? Love you so much, and thanks so much for listening. And all the good folks out there. Uh, my good friend Andy, and uh, who else? My good friend Eric. And there's a lot of folks all over the world that are listening to the show. I want to bless you guys out there from Hebron, from the from the soil. Um, this biblical soil, this ancient soil, this holy soil, this historical soil, and this this very, very kind of Jewish soil, this rich soil, um, and the soil mixed with blood as well. 
um, I, I, I send you my blessings from there for peace and for prosperity uh, and for Hatzlacha and for love in your life. Appreciate the greatness of life. Um, it is a great, great gift, but we have to fight to retain that gift for the next generations as well. So stay tuned, stay connected, stay calm, but not too calm. Calm in the, in the belief that God is in charge of everything, but not too calm is to not understand that we gotta, you, we gotta get up, do acts, and be that uh, God is not working for us, and Messiah, Mashiach is not working for us. We're working for God. We're working for Mashiach. We gotta make this uh, the greatness of this time be revealed, uh, and give it strength. And of course, it will give our nation strength, and it will give the world strength. God bless you, folks, wherever you are. Stay tuned. Stay strong. Stay connected. And shalom. The best place to stay in Jerusalem is Windows of Jerusalem Apartments. Windows of Jerusalem Vacation Apartments offers luxury five-star short and long-term rental apartments in the heart of Jerusalem's city center. Elegant and modern, inviting and comfortable. The view, the location, the great apartments, and the staff will truly make you feel at home in Jerusalem. Book your stay now at windowsofjerusalem.com. That's windowsofjerusalem.com. Hello, my name is Tommy Waller. I'm the founder and president of Hayumel. More than 12 years ago, I made my first trip to the land of Israel. What I saw and heard changed my life forever. I stood with Nir Levi, an Orthodox Jewish man in his vineyard in Samaria on the Mountain of Blessing. There he opened his Bible and read the prophecy of Jeremiah that said, You shall yet plant vineyards on the mountains of Samaria. We have the opportunity to join Israel as it celebrates the 50th year of the liberation of Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. Come join us as we witness the unveiling of prophecy in the Jubilee year. Come be a part of the biblical narrative. Go to Hayuvel.com, that's H-A-Y-O-V-E-L.com, to find out more. And I hope to see you there.